These are stories about murder. (gasps) Could there be a hidden clue? Things that are exceptionally alarming. Like what? Just alarming things. Because he's at the bottom of the ocean, every little sound is intensely magnified. He hears animals eating his friends and crewmates. Oh my God. Instead of scattering ashes, he had simply dumped them in the parking lot. (laughs) In Germany, before a royal court. Thought she was Polish. No, the magician is Polish. This is three shots in. And today we're talking about... Welcome back to Three Shots In. I'm Jess. I'm Jake. This is episode 23. Today, we're going to talk about catch and catching and caught. All of them. All of them we'll be discussing today. Uh, But first, before we get this episode started, um, if you're not a patron, you definitely should be because I hear the moment that you click that button and you become a patron, you instantly become hotter. What have you got to lose? Nothing. It's only the cost of like a grande latte. It's not cheaper even. than that. Mm-mm. You can go to three shotsin.com. You'll find the link there. It's awesome. Yes. You'll love it. Or you can go to patreon.com slash three shots in. Yeah, that too. Um, well, for shots tonight, we had shots of Svedka. Was it strawberry pineapple? It was gin? strawberry pineapple gin. Um, I hated it. I didn't mind it. It was fine. I didn't like it. I think you could make some really good, like, summer cocktails with it. You know, imagine imagine that gin, the strawberry pineapple gin, with um, maybe some lemon, like some, some lemon juice. Okay. Um, and even, even just either tonic or, like, just, like, club soda, just something sparkling and, you know, ice cold. I think you'd want like you something. Could, you it's, could sip that outside. It's pretty sweet all on its own, but I bet you'd want a little bit, just a little bit extra. You'd probably want some tonic in there. Anyway. Oh, drinks. We we, we mentioned our drinks. We did. We just blew over them. Jacob mixed this little baby up. I did. This I is like a, to call it a Jake's mule. Yeah, it's, it's a Jake's mule. It's my take on the mule. You know, I added some ingredients that we had just lying around. It's pretty tasty. Mm-hmm. Jake likes to add little things to make things different. I also call it a Jake's meal because he measured in Jake's. Oh, of course. I always right. do. Right. It's not ounces. No. It's measured in, in Jake's. In Jake's, yeah. There's 10 Jake's of vodka. There's half a can of ginger beer. Um, two swirly Jake's of lime juice. Two Jake squirts of, Whoa. of the key lime syrup. And one dashing Jake of orange bitters. Do you mean one dash? Yeah, but it's a dashing Jake. Because I'm dashing. But you're saying a dash. Okay. One mini Jake bust (laughs) (laughs) into the glass. (laughs) So you have anything you have anything you want to update anyone on before we get this show on the road? Not really. You know, just same old, same old. Excited to be an ant. Yes, that was actually my update. Uh, Danny is officially at nine and a half weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, the doctor doing the ultrasound said that our baby was perfect. <laughs> so 
Um, she got the the blood test for the gender, and they called and said that it is ready to be picked up. It is in a sealed envelope. Who gets to see it? Uh, we don't know. Can it be me? No. Why? Because I don't trust you to uh, keep it a complete and total secret. Oh, I would definitely. I love keeping secrets from you. <laughs> Not from me, from everybody. I love keeping secrets from everybody. You couldn't tell Terry. But Terry wouldn't tell anyone. You couldn't. You could not tell <laughs> but Terry. But he wouldn't tell anyone. Uh-uh. One person to keep it one hundred percent sealed shut. Anyway, go ahead and spin the wheel. I will. All right. Datelines to catch a predator is returning. You get to choose the new host. Who was the old host? Uh, tall, kind of lanky white guy. Chris Hansen. Chris Hansen. Mm-hmm. So let's just say, for whatever reason, he's not returning, uh, and they put you in charge of naming the new host. Who's the guy who plays uh, Gabe Lewis? GSL? Yeah. I don't know his name. He was also in uh, the space one. Yes, he was in Avenue Five. Yeah, I love him. <laughs> you want him? Oh, he'd be perfect. Really? Yeah. Him or like Charlie Day. Charlie Day would be terrifying. <laughs> I know. Because I feel like Charlie Day. He just looks like this little unassuming white guy at first, and then no. if he really digs in, you're like. He's on the brink of snapping at all times. I love it. You know, like yeah. Like he, it hasn't happened yet. You know, they keep, they keep adding weight on his back and he's ready to snap at any time, uh-huh. but it just keeps adding up and nothing, you know, well, one day ta- though. You're talking about, it's always sunny, right? He plays the same character in everything. And I don't think that's a coincidence. I think that's just him. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. So no, I think he is ready to blow at all times. That's not the character he played in. Oh, never mind. Yes, it is. Always. No, that is not the character he played in Horrible Bosses. Of course it was. No, it wasn't. Under a, under under got, the moment of stress, what did he do? Started stabbing the guy with his EpiPen. He got, was high on cocaine at the time. Of course. <laughs> that was on accident, by the way. But I think, I think he's he's. I think he'd be a great host. I do also think he'd be a great host. I think Gabe Susan Lewis would also be incredible. Yeah, I think GSL would also kill it. What if they were like co-hosts? That'd be fun. Or like someone who would just like straight to intimidation, but in like a, you're about to get your ass beat by like your grandfather type of way. Just get Tommy, Wesley Snipes. Tommy Lee Jones in there. Oh, Tommy, um, Tommy Lee Jones, I feel like can't beat my ass. I think I'd, I think I'd whoop Tommy Lee, he's too old. And yes, not, not fit enough. But he is intimidating is what I'm saying. Sure. Chris Hansen, by the way, I don't think he could beat your ass. Mm, he's not. He's got reach on me. That's for sure. Well, I think, yeah, a lot of people do. Whoa. Okay, I am an average height man. I understand. I just mean there's a lot of tall people. With a slightly less than average wingspan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, who's going first? Oh, it's me. I'm going first. I will be catching first. Exciting. Yes. Especially to our male listeners. I just gotta. 
What have you written there? What is that? You've put a new title on your notes. You crossed out Wikipedia. What no, I didn't cross oh. out. I didn't. I didn't do that. Okay. <laughs> okay. I must have misread it. It is upside down. All I did was I just the source. It was so small. I wanted everyone to be able to see it, so I changed it and put um, reliable source. Reliable source, and that's okay. TM'd. Obviously, we can't use that because it's already used on this source that I have. Right. So we're talking about Marty Burgeon. Okay. okay. Uh, baseball player. Let's jump into it. So Michael and Ann Burgeon, uh, they conceive, or sorry, their son Martin was born October 25th, 1871. A little while ago. Damn, that's a really fucking long time ago. Yeah, about 150 years ago, give or take a little bit. Wow. Uh, and this is in Massachusetts. That's like when Lyle was born. Uh, one, two. Yeah, or maybe he knew him. So Martin's parents were Irish immigrants. Um, they came into the U.S. Uh, basically just post Civil War. Um, so the dad worked. Uh, he he was a shoemaker in a local factory. Uh, mom was a stay-at-home mom because they had six children: four girls, two boys, and the third was Martin. So middle child. Okay. Now. While he was a teenager, he was playing baseball for his local team called the Brookfields. Mm -hmm. um, one of his teammates, Connie Mack, you might know the name, except I know you don't. He's like a famous baseball name. Basically, he managed the Philadelphia Athletics Okay. for 50 years, mm -hmm. pretty long time. Um, but Martin, he tended to obsess about minor problems. He displayed argumentative personality traits and people didn't necessarily like playing with him. Okay. Okay. But didn't change the fact that he was a great baseball player. Uh, he played as the catcher in baseball. He was a great catcher. Um, his career started in 18, seven, sorry, 1892 where he played catcher for the Salem witches. Uh, this is a minor league baseball team in New England. Uh, he played many games, 59 games with them. It's really not that much for the actual baseball season. Um, but after he was done playing with them, he went back to the Brookfields. He likes the Brookfields. They're from his hometown team. Um, most of 93, he was with a team, another like minor league team. Doesn't really matter. Now, on July 11th, so in the middle of his like new season, you know, he's just starting to play. He got married to Hattie Gaines. I believe it's Hattie. H-A-T-T-I-E. Hattie? Hattie? No, it's Hattie. Hattie. Hattie Gaines. Uh, she moved to North Brookfield with uh, Marty. Sorry, Martin. Oh, I guess he goes by Marty. Whatever. Um, and she worked at the flour mill. They fell in love. They got married. They had three children. Okay, over the course of their relationship. And they actually bought land in North Brookfield that they called the Snowball Farm. Oh, that's cute. Okay. Now, in 1894, uh, his friend Mac, remember the famous guy, Connie Mac? Mm-hmm. Uh, manager of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, he tried to draft Marty, but shit didn't go right. He kind of got fucked. 
Like he did get drafted to them, but then they put him in a minor league team instead of the major leagues. Okay. So he kind of got fucked over, but doesn't matter. Um, he played 97 games with them, whatever. Uh, teams at higher levels though were very interested in him because Marty was a fantastic baseball player. Now the Washington Senators, the Kansas City Blues, both drafted him, but the league sent him to the Blues. So he played with them, whole bunch of games, whatever. Now other teams really wanted him, specifically the Boston Bean Eaters. I'm a bean eater myself. He, Terry's a bean eater. What I hear. <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh, and he played with the Boston Bean Eaters for essentially the majority of his career. Um, I won't really jump into all the details. His career was pretty long, and uh, he did exceptionally well. I'm sure it was a very impressive. I'll just career. give you just give you that information. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, right up in t- at about uh, 99. So the end of his career with the Bean Eaters, the New York Giants, okay, a very major league baseball team, was attempting to draft him, sign him on with their team. Mm-hmm. And everyone expected that Marty would be a giant in the year 1900. Unfortunately, this would not be the case. And we're going to go into the reasons why. Uh-oh. Now, his skills did not help his reputation. Uh, He did not have a great reputation. Apparently he exhibited a strong arm and quick reflexes while on the field and off the field. Oh. Yes. Um, Now... Are you trying to say he got into tussles? He was very quick to react. Short fuse? Very, very, very short fuse. I see. So his teammates enjoyed working with him because he was such a great player, but they hated him as a guy. Did not like Marty. Uh, his relations with his team was were just soured immediately when he started working with them. Um, back in 96, uh, he was considered, un- in a news article, they had called him unpopular with his fellow players. And, you know... They all agreed with it. And while the team was on a road trip, he slapped his teammate Vic Willis. Oh my gosh. I know. While they were eating breakfast, he threatened <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he threatened to club his teammates to death at the end of the year. Oh. And people were like not chill with this. Uh, there's a direct quote saying He has made trouble with a good many of the boys, and we just give him a wide berth. But he's a ball player, and once we get into the game, personal feelings set aside and admiration of the artist for such he is. Blah. So basically, they fucking hate the guy, but he's helping them win. They deal with it because he's good at playing. Yes. But in 1899, his conditions got a little worse. They were already pretty bad. Okay. Um, So... In January of 99, he had to have a hip surgery. And apparently the surgery took uh, over a little over four hours to complete, which mm-hmm. back then I think was like huge. Yeah. Like surgeries, because they usually didn't do major surgeries. Okay. You know? Gross. Um, do not salute. And apparently people thought that this had affected him mentally. 
And this was then proven true because he was having hallucinations that enemies were trying to poison him. Huh. The bean eaters <laughs> uh, were negatively affected by this. Okay. Because he was kind of out of the game, you know, for a sure. while. Yeah. You know, both physically and mentally. And his when he came back to play baseball, his teammates tried to get him to like have fun with them and like maybe he's different. He didn't. Uh, he continued to clash with them. He would make jokes about how he was going to kill them. Oh, things that's things that's weren't funny. looking great. Uh, on top of that, he was a very heavy drinker. Uh, which back then they called a teetotaler. <laughs> 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 okay. So thought that was, that was a little fun. Ouch. <laughs> Ooh, you got him. Uh, in July of 99, he left without saying a word while the team was boarding a train to go to a game. He just walked away. Uh, he came back about a week later. You know, why not? Uh, so they don't uh, like... You got to get rid of this guy. Yeah, they don't like working with him. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. A week and a half later, he came back. Um, Kick him to the curb. But he was so good that they just kind of let him do whatever the fuck they wanted. Um, but in October, he had to be removed from a game when he apparently dodged the pitches rather than catching them. So, like, hmm. guy is beaming a ball, and he would move so that the ball would hit the umpire and not him. Why? I I think he was mad at the umpire. He got he got kicked out of the game. Um, he denied uh, seeking mental treatment. Uh, he denied any sort of prescriptions that they tried to give him. And things were not looking good for him. Now, 99 is ending, okay? Yeah. The season usually ends, uh, I think, or the season begins kind of, what, March, April? of the the new year is you, when I hope you're not anyway, asking me. Anyway, that's when the baseball season begins. Okay. <laughs> okay. So he's expecting to be on the Giants. But word got around. January 1900, 1900. The new century. 28-year-old Burgeon was found dead oh, in no. his home. That sounds awful. Now listen. He might have been an asshole. I don't know that he deserves to die. Okay. What could have caused this? Take a take a drink. This is gonna hurt you. Why? Take a drink. It's okay. So Marty was found dead in what would be deemed a murder suicide. Okay. Now his neighbors expressed shock. They said there were no warning signs. There were kind of warning signs that he was gonna snap one day. Seemed like it had been his whole life was a warning. Yeah, apparently someone had said he was unusually cheerful and pleasant. Maybe he was nice to his neighbors and just rude to everyone else. I don't know. What do you mean unusually cheerful and pleasant like on that day or just to his neighbors all the time? All the time. They said he was a great guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, murder-suicide. Yeah. We only know that Marty's dead, right? That's all I know. Yeah. Uh, his wife and two children were murdered as well. Oh. With an axe. <gasps> an axe? Yes. Oh, my God. Um, so, apparently, his three-year-old son... 
Oh. Was found lying on the floor with a large wound to the back of his head. His wife was uh, found. Her skull was apparently terribly crushed. She had been struck more than once with the axe in the back of the head. His six-year-old daughter was found on the kitchen floor, also multiple blows to the back of the head. And then finally, Virgin was found. He had used a straight razor to cut his own own like throat, mm-hmm. but he went ham. He cut so deep and so hard, his head was nearly severed off. How? How does someone do that to themselves? I don't know. So it says uh, he that- was ill. Is what oh, that very, sounds like. Like very, for very. a long time. Yeah. And it was like progressively getting worse. Did they like, I mean, I know it's 1900, so who fucking knows. But were they able to find like, I don't know, something fucking crazy, like a giant fucking tumor in his brain or something like that? Nope. Um, so apparently this razor would not have been able to sever enough ligaments to go deep enough that it would cut his head off. Um, but it did almost cut his head clean off but that's so strange there was a fuck ton of blood obviously he had to cut through his jugular vein his carotid artery um and i mean so much muscle. basically the only thing he didn't remove was his spine like that straight razor wasn't going to go through the bone yeah Yeah. um so following his death you know everyone was all sad blah 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 um apparently his younger brother had joined uh, like a baseball league and they were supposed to play against each other soon and obviously that couldn't happen um, and then this is this is the end of the story but I thought this made it way more interesting okay so his younger brother uh, was talking to a reporter and he said quote it was as if he was possessed the demons got to him and never let him go um, and apparently that is a strong theory in everything is that he was a quick to anger, mentally ill guy, but was never murderous or suicidal yeah. and loved his wife and kids mm-hmm. like immensely. Yeah. Was a great person outside of work. The guys. Yeah. yeah. Outside of work was a great dude. Everyone loved him. Yet one day, he axes his entire family and then damn near cuts his own head off. Yeah, that is wild. I don't know. Do you wonder? So that's like a little underlying, really, like I'd call it like a sub phobia of mine. To get possessed? No. uh, To find out someone you're close with someone you know I mean even like further than that someone who knows someone you know is secretly like a murderous sociopath and by that I mean like with socio sociopathy I think it's pronounced they it doesn't mean anything to them they're like I don't know I'd kind of like to be done maybe uh, I'll just end it you know it what I mean wild. like that's terrifying to me so like sure maybe he was possessed I I I'm not up you know that's on the table for me like I think that's possible mm-hmm. um, but he could also just be like so mentally ill and have been 
so mentally ill his whole life, he knew how to cover it up with the right people. Because we've heard stories of that before. Yeah, it happens. Ugh. I didn't like that story. I know. I know. You were bored for most of it because it was all about baseball. But I thought that was a fun little buildup. Because it goes from like a boring like baseball biopic to fucking slaughter out of almost out of nowhere. It got progressively more bleak. Yeah. I don't mean to get like I I know there are some people who listen who aren't superstitious, you know? <laughs> yeah. Some people are moderately stitious. Right, right. <laughs> um but at least a little stitious for sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, but if you are the kind of person who thinks that possession is possible, there are demons or even just evil spirits or whatever, um, maybe it's possible for both things to happen at once, for someone to be super mentally ill and for possession to be possible as well. If well, someone's really vulnerable like and possession is real, if we're just saying that it is for argument's sake, wouldn't that be a much easier target? That's what I was going to say. I feel like that would be the easiest target to take advantage of is someone who is mentally ill and is on like the brink of snapping anyway. Yeah. And this is based off of, I mean, a lot of movies, a lot of movies, <laughs> like so many a movies. ton of movies yeah, <laughs> and TV shows and stuff. <laughs> but I don't know, like just based off of what we know and what we can guess, if an evil spirit is out there and they're capable of possessing people slowly, but surely through like, manipulating you and fucking up your life in special ways, but like allowing other things to flourish. I imagine a mentally ill person would be much easier to do that too. Probably. Super sad. Thanks Jake. You're welcome. That's so nice. Uh, But it reminded me a lot of like the, uh, remember I talked a while ago and then they ended up making the movie about this, uh, of the, the devil made me do it. Yes. It reminded me a lot about that. Like the, the guy who, you know, claimed the defense, the devil made me do it. He was an angry guy, not angry enough to fucking beat the shit out of people and murder. But then one day was like, wham, terrible slaughter the whole nine and claimed that he was possessed Mm -hmm. and that the devil made him do it. And if the conjuring, the devil made me do it is to be trusted he was, in fact, innocent. It was, in fact, the devil. If he really was possessed by something. Yeah. Super evil. Yeah, that's what it reminded me of. Mm -hmm. A lot of, like, devil made me do a shit. Right. And you weren't, you didn't have time, I assume, to look into, like, that theory. Or, like, anyone anyone having, like, a... Any witnesses having like a firsthand experience with him or something? It was so like long that. ago. It was a thousand There's years nothing. ago, basically. It may as well have been a millennia ago. They wrote it off as murder suicide. And most of the story was baseball Hall of Famer or future Hall of Famer or whatever. Um murdered and suicided. Yeah. You know, and it was mainly like newspapers and like neighbors didn't hear anything. He did it with an axe. It's pretty pretty quiet in the grand scheme. Yeah. And when you're killing them one at a time like that, they're not even going to know yeah. what's coming. I'm I'm ready for them to make a movie about this. That's so sad. Because those axe murders are going to be gruesome. Well, they're like, never Lizzie, gonna, like Lizzie Borden They're never going to make a movie about that. 
thought they might. Most of the movies made of kids, you know, having died in some kind of like terrible murder that way, the kids have already died. And it's like they're ghosts or something like that. You don't really show kids being murdered in movies anymore. Well, at all. We'll find out. We're about to watch Evil Dead Rise, where <laughs> That's ha- true. more There's than half the cast is an underage individual. Not more than half. One. No, there's at least two kids. Nope. There is one child. Only well, one. Look, not that I would wish this normally, but I wish that child dies a gruesome death in front of you. On the Why movie, would you just, wish that? Just to prove you wrong. <laughs> just to prove you wrong. That's it. You know, obviously, I, oh, protagonists, I want them to live and I want them to win and, you know, I use can a tell chainsaw you right now, and cut up their mom or whatever. In today's today's climate, the kid's not going to die. You don't think so? I really don't. Mm. Super don't. They just don't anymore. Which is why I think it might. Like even, like I said, it's getting rarer, I feel like, um, that they even portray kids as like victims, like ghosts who had already died in movies anymore. It's true. I watched a show not too long ago where a kid uh, had like a bag over their head and got like suffocated and they showed the whole thing. A TV show, did you say? Mm-hmm. I think it was a, one of those because I watch a lot of like British crime shows. Okay. Oh, that's different. They're interesting one shots. America, like it's just like five episodes, nothing our, more. Yeah, our country is unique in that way. The more uncomfortable something is, the less people want to see it, the less people are going to do it, that kind of thing. Um, there's Which is a, like totally not the case. We have, we have the most serial killers in the fucking world. Um, no, and we don't. I understand. Well, we have the most, for sure. We have the most that are actually called serial killers. Technically not, you know, statistically, like if you look per capita or whatever, we don't. But we have the most. It's also because, you know, we're the size of Europe. Sure, but we really haven't existed that long. I feel like it's really unfair to say that America has the most serial killers when, like, no one is looking at historically all of your nobles and fucking royalty were just killing people like it was cool because they felt like it. Uh, And you're like, that's not a serial killer. That's just what the world was like back then. That that was a serial killer. (laughs) Just like you can't judge them, okay? (laughs) It was normal then, okay? I, I got, I fucked this peasant and she got pregnant and I just, I wonder what it'd be like, you know, if I murdered her and posted her up on a pike in my, out front of my house or something like that. Yeah. Like, and I, I forced her to have the baby and then I got the baby and I threw it in the furnace. In front of her. In front of her. For and the, then, having the audacity to get pregnant or something like that. Yeah. Like, And then while she screamed and cried, I anally raped her. Oh, <laughs> and then I killed her. Of course. <laughs> no, people get... No, dude. So unrealistic about Fucking like, you know, oh, America is you know home of the free, but land of all these sick, twisted psychopaths. It's like, okay, just take one look at your history. No, dude, those lords were fucked. They were fucked Wild. Up. Pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there are a ton that still exist now. They just call them something different. They don't call them serial killers. No, they call them Hollywood <laughs> <laughs> actors and <laughs> Celebrities. What is it? They call them Screen Actors Guild. <laughs> I mean, that wasn't what I was thinking, but mm, yeah. It's exactly what you were thinking. No, I was I was thinking of like political leaders and stuff. It's the, you got the Epsteins and the Maxwells and 
I would name a lot more names, but there are people that are that have have the power to cancel me. So that's true. I will not say more names, although I have some theories. I'm sure. <laughs> I have a lot of theories. I'm sure you do, but some shady shit went down, Jessica. I bet it when did. E- when Epstein got caught, okay. Shady shit. Sure, I I bet that's true. People did some weird things. I bet they did. I think we. Mm, I won't say we all. I think most of us who would see that as something you should care about because you should looked into it, and uh, we know that some shady shady shit went down. I know what you did. <laughs> <laughs> they're not watching. They might um, be. They might be. Eh, they're not. Anyway, uh, it's time for break. Yes. Uh, hopefully we can be more cheery for, for Jess's stories. I should have went first, you know, but oh, whatever. Yeah, I mean, mine's, <laughs> mine's not better. Uh-oh. I okay. mean, young children didn't die in mine. Oh, I had a couple of those. You had two young children. That's true. I think I have talked about the most children dying on the podcast, like me over you. Then again, I had one story where it was like at least no, I, 400 confirmed dead children. You I'm know? really not sure. I also talked about, well, sure, if we're thinking of that. Was there an episode where you talked about that many dead kids? It was that French nobleman. Okay, well, I talked yeah. about, remember the lady serial killer, the one who pretend, pretended to be a nurse, and she was just accepting orphans so that she could kill oh. them and get, like, money from the government? Yep. That she was, was a baby killer. That was wild. Okay, enough baby killing. It's time for break. Yeah, don't want to talk about it anymore. Let's go, you know, pee and eat snacks. Yes, meander. Is that a word? <laughs> meander? Meander's a word. Yeah. Yeah? It means wander around. You mosey. Well, let's go. Let's, let's mosey. <laughs> Catchers, catching, catches. Caught. You can catch butterflies. Yes, you can. You can catch criminals. You can catch AIDS. You totally can. Mm-hmm. You can catch a cold. Catching a cold, doesn't it suck? It does suck. It's awful. Not a fun experience. No, I hate it when I catch a cold. You know what's an awesome experience? What? Buying products from a quality product provider. Would you consider them to be a catch? <laughs> yeah, I would. Guess who I'm thinking of? Who? Our sponsors. That's right. Tilted Tinker, Woodcraft, and Wizardry. We'd like to thank Tilted Tinker, Woodcraft, and Wizardry. They are a company that makes Woodcraft products. Like plaques with all sorts of hilarious sayings and coasters with sarcastic twists. All of that dry humor is mixed in with Dungeons and Dragons accessories like dice towers, dice dungeons, and DM screens. Everything is made here in the USA. Yes, a family-owned business. They use American wood in American hands. Nice. (laughs) They personally create all of their merchandise. We own many of their products. That's true. All of them are of great quality. The greatest you can visit their website at tiltedtinker.com. Reach out to them at info at tiltedtinker.com. They are Tilted Tinker on all their social medias. That's Tilted, T-I-N-K-E-R. Of all the women in Lord of the Rings. Okay. Like the movies? Yeah. All the right. trilogy? Yeah. 
Which is the most effable to you? Which are you most able to F? Um, I mean, if I, if I had to, uh, break it down into such, you know, vulgar ways as you have, <laughs> um, is it Liv Tyler? You is know Arwen? what? Honestly, like my gut's telling me Arwen, yeah. right? Because mm -hmm. like, she's undoubtedly like the prettiest one. Well, you have five choices. Uh, five? You have five. Yeah. Arwen. Yeah. Galadriel. Yeah. Rosie, the halfling. Okay. Okay. You have um, Eowyn. Right. Of Rohan. And you have Shelob. Shelob, the spider? Technically, she's a female. She is there. She's Although, an option. I mean, I've played one of those video games where Shelob, like, becomes a, a woman, mm -hmm. like, becomes a person. Mm -hmm. She's fine. Yep. But no. I am going to to fuck the girl next door, and that's Aowen. Aowen. Yeah. Yep. Faramir got all up in that. Oh, he did. <laughs> he did. He gave her that Gondorian horn. From a purely hypothetical perspective. Yeah. Which of the dudes is most effable? If you had to F a, a Lord of the Rings dude, which one? Um, let's just say uh, Fer Faramir. Yeah, maybe we can have a little menage a trois. With Eowyn? <laughs> <laughs> um, any particular reason, Faramir? Uh, no. Like, obviously, the easy answer would be, like, Legolas, because he's the most, like, feminine man. He's basically female, yeah. Um, but no. If I had to choose, let's see, between the dudes, no contest, it would be Aemir, played by Carl Urban in The Writers of Rohan, the Rohirrim. Oh, right, the yeah. Rohirrim. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, hands down, that's number one with the with the guys. No, Grima didn't make it. You know, he got close. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something about that oily hair. What about what about uh? the mouth of Sauron, you know, like what that mouth would do. No, I got you. You, you know? know, what is there like a crazy huge tongue behind those teeth? You know, you know there is probably. Mm -hmm. So what's up with all these celebrities, like getting all these like brain problems? I don't know. Like literally just today, I read that Bruce Willis is declining. Right, his dementia is severe now. Mm -hmm. um, and also, uh, you know how Jamie Foxx was in like the hospital or whatever, they called it like a medical complication or whatever? No, I, I had no idea. Apparently, homie had a brain clot or a blood clot in his brain. Ugh. Yeah. That's terrifying. I know. Homie's been in like the hospital. Dang. Mm-hmm. Oh, and what's his name? Chris uh, Hemsworth. Mm -hmm. He's got the early Alzheimer's. Right, you were telling me. Mm-hmm. That's so sad. It's rough. Rough it's rough stuff, out there. For sure. But I don't know. Maybe it's just like a certain number of people end up getting sick that way. And it just happens to be a lot of celebrities lately. I just mean like there's so many of them happening like right now, you know? Sure. Well, there are so many happening all the time is what I'm saying. Yeah. And it just so happens that a, that several celebrities are included in yeah. like the roll of the dice. Yeah. Whatever. Something, something's in the brain. Something's in that Hollywood water. Right.
That's right. really getting to them. Mm-hmm. So we got the keys to our new townhouse. Your new condominium. It's a townhouse. It's kind of not a condominium. Thing. It's kind of the same thing. Mm, but it's different. A little bit, though. It's the same. But they're called different things, you know. It's true. But like definition wise, they're, they're basically the but same. But they're called different things. And I'm, I'm pretty sure it's for a reason, you know. Sure. But things have different it's names. basically a condominium. Because they're different. Anyway, um, we have the keys. I got a key right here, right now. And guess what? What? No one is there. You know what that means? We can go there and trash it. Party, motherfuckers. <laughs> we are going to throw a rager. It's just me and you. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to have a rager. I'll tell the gays. They'll invite God knows who. And we will tear that place up. Okay. You, you know, I, I mean, like, I love our gays. Yeah. And they're a lot of fun. Yeah. But they're not party gays. Luke's a party gay. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. He can mm. party. I don't know. It's just, listen, you, you've spent more time with him. You know better. But I went to his housewarming party. Mm-hmm. Okay. Listen. I'll give you that. The company was fine. It just wasn't a party. You know what I mean? No, I feel you. I feel you. They don't party like I party. You know what they say? There ain't no party like a Jacob Fila party because a Jacob Fila party don't stop. Nobody says what? that. What? They all oh, say you're it. are the only one who says it. Everybody that. says it, Jessica. No one talks about Everybody that. Everybody says it. So I just finished uh, all of the current seasons of Thousand Pound Sisters. Mm, okay. I obviously love the show. I just watched all of it. Uh-huh. And I bet you ate every time you did. Oh, every time. Every time. I'd sit down while they're like, you know, struggling to lose weight. You know, they're given a goal of like 25 pounds in a month and they're like gaining 10 pounds mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, and I'm sitting there just eating macking on tacos going to town. Right. You know, I got my chips and dip following mm-hmm. that. Right. Right. Kill it off with an ice cream cone all Whoa. while, all while drinking beer. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Wow. And my weight stays the same. Don't go worry about it. Makes me feel really good about Makes myself. Makes you really appreciate that kind of freedom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, we're talking all about catch and caught, you know, being caught maybe. I Yes, I know all about the things we've been talking about. I would hate to be caught hung over. Luckily, I don't have to do that anymore. And neither do I. All thanks to Party Patch. Yes, it's a wonderful sticker, essentially, that you slap on your arm or chest or wherever you fancy. Yeah, the stinky sticker that makes all your hangover problems disappear it is incredible and extremely effective. We tested it here on the podcast. That's right. Go to partypatch.com and use promo code three shots in. You get 10% off your order or go to our website, three shots Follow the link. Hey, Jake. Yeah. When you get a new bottle of liquor. Yeah. A new one, you know, one mm. you've never tried before. Mm-hmm. All that excitement and adventure. There's nothing more thrilling. And then you open it for the first time. And pour it. Wouldn't it be so great if you could pour more? I would love to pour more 
And so can you. (laughs) (laughs) With a subscription to Pour More. Pour More is a subscription service. Every month you get a new bottle of liquor, one you've never tried before. Really broaden your liquor horizons and we're all about that. That's right. You can build your little bartender stock with bourbon or whiskey or tequila or whatever you fancy. Perhaps a scotch. Perhaps a scotch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's right. You can get all of those with that subscription service. And how do you find that? Go to threeshotsin.com, follow the link for Pour More. Well, we're back from the break. Yes, we are breaked out. We've snacked yep. and joked mm-hmm, and drank. Mm-hmm. But alas, the show must go on, and I will spin the wheel. You should do that. We got a new game, Jess. Ready? Okay. Pitch or catch? Is that just, is that exclusively dick? So I don't understand. Um, No. So in order to make this fun, okay, you pitch or you catch, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're taking rod. You know what I mean? Like if we put you and... Justin Long. Justin Long in a bedroom together and you had to have the sex, you would be pitching. You know what I mean? Am I strapping one on? No, 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 Or do you just mean like I'm in full control? Full control. I'm in command. Like, yeah, you're throwing the fastball. He's catching it. Okay. You know what I mean? I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just in command of the situation. Yes. I'm the boss. So we're going to start off with something simple. Okay. Okay. Um, Alec Baldwin. You got to do it. You got to pitch or you got to catch. Um, I'll catch. Yeah, you'd probably catch, huh? Um, only because I am an, I'm not attracted to him enough to pitch. Mm-hmm. I would have okay. no enthusiasm, you know? You would just lay there. And, and I catch. feel like if I just laid there and caught, yeah. Uh, it'd be over really quick. Okay. That's fair. Well, it's your turn. Okay. Um, Lena Dunham. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? Kind of same as you. Right? Yeah. I would catch Lena <laughs> because I would just lay there. Just close your eyes. While and she had her way with me. <laughs> Wait for it to be done. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, no, actually, it's my turn. Go ahead. So, um, Lucy Lou. Lucy Lou. Ooh. Um, I don't know. I feel like she and I would have a nice back and forth. You take turns? Yeah. It's not an option, though. Pitch or catch? I think I'd like to catch. Oh. From Lucy Lou. Okay. Like to see what she's got, you know? Okay. I'll just sit back and enjoy. I feel like she's got some nimble fingers. I think so too. So, I think, so. I think you'd be looking for a good time mm-hmm. with Lucy Lou. Yeah. I'd look forward to it. Um, For you, let's see. Jimmy Kimmel. Ugh. <laughs> I'm pitching. Yeah. Kimmel's catching for okay. sure. All you right. Know? Yeah. He's working on his jokes that just never land. Mm-hmm. Sure. I just don't like Jimmy Kimmel. Um, okay. It's just the first person who came to mind. It wasn't like a, I, I didn't really think about it before I chose it. Okay. That's fine. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow. I'd pitch. 
That makes I just sense. feel like I'd have more fun if I did. What if she was like into like pouring hot goop wax on you? Well, that's I'd be pitching though. So okay, so she wants you to pour hot goop wax on her. Do you do it? Sure. Tina Fey. You know, I feel like I feel like Tina. It would be it'd be one of those things that like she'd pull a fast one on me, you know. Like you'd think you were pitching, but then surprise. Surprise, right? I'm definitely catching at this point, and I'm mm-hmm. like, whoa, what the fuck's happening? You know, right, right. And then I feel like I feel like Amy would come in as well, uh, Amy Poehler. I think feel like that'd be a good time though. I would, yeah, I would just be a tool for them essentially. Last one, each of us. Okay, Lucy Lawless. Oh, I'm catching Lucy. I know Lucy Lawless. <laughs> no, uh, for sure, I'm on the edge of the bed. Okay. Okay. My legs are up. They're on her. <laughs> they're on her shoulders. Okay. My penis <laughs> is inside of her, and she is like fucking me. <laughs> <laughs> she's in control. Yeah. Of the speed. Yeah. She's and got. The depth. She's got my legs in her arms. <laughs> you know. That's such a weird. And then she like she like puts her hands on my face and like <laughs> <laughs> turns you away. Look away. <laughs> Doesn't want me to look at her. <laughs> <laughs> wow okay sounds uh, intense oh it'd be a wild wild time okay um and for you neil patrick harris hmm i'll pitch he'd probably like that i think so <laughs> <laughs> okay well that was fun that'll be a new game we'll have to we'll have to do that one with the gays because i think that'll be a lot more fun Mm-hmm. yeah it'll be fun well it's your turn it is and for the first time in a long time I have handwritten notes. (gasps) Handwritten. That's true. I haven't had handwritten notes since like season one. It's been a long time. It's been a while. Since I last saw you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well. It's a good song. It's okay. Let's get into it anyway. Okay. Seth Jackson. He is a 15-year-old boy. He was dating a girl named Amber Wright, who was also 15. Young love. 15 is very young. Yeah, young love. This was in 2010 that they were dating. They dated for about a year before breaking up. Seth believed that Amber had been cheating on him (gasps) with 18-year-old Mike Bargo. Yeah, a senior. Whoa. Ouch. So she'd been spending a lot of time with Mike while she and Seth were dating and they seemed a little too close. According to Seth's buddy, Will Samalot, Seth was heartbroken, devastated. April 17th, 2011. Seth and Will Samalot, they hung out at a mutual friend's house and Will noticed that Seth's doing a lot of texting. He's very distracted on the walk home They get to a point where they typically part ways. Seth would go to his house and Will would go to his. This is around 9 p.m. that Sunday. The next day, Seth's mom reports him missing. He never made it back home. Oh, no. Exactly. A news report about Seth aired on TV that day, sharing his photo, a description, asking everyone to be on the lookout. Amber's mother has it playing in the living room. (laughs) 
Amber's 16-year-old brother, Kyle Hooper, different last name because they were halvesies, uh, he sees Seth on the screen and he has a breakdown. He confesses to his mom that he knows where Seth is. And when he's done with his story, she immediately calls the cops and relays the information to them. Based on the information they receive, cops head to a trailer park in Summerfield, Florida. They round up some suspects. They are 20-year-old Justin Soto, a.k.a. Roach. He's got a street name? Yeah. (laughs) 18-year-old Charlie Ely, who owned the trailer in question. Amber Wright, Seth's ex-girlfriend, and Kyle Hooper, her half-brother. They attempt to find Mike Bargo, but they are unable to do so. As per Mm. usual, they separate all the kids, all the young adults, some of them, and they get their stories individually. Everyone but Amber, by the way, lives in the trailer. Interesting. So it's a very small trailer. There is not a lot of room. It's homey. It's cozy. Mm -hmm. Justin... Roach, he's first in the interrogation room. Okay. Uh, He has a seat in the interrogation room. He yawns very nonchalantly, and he asks, what's the issue? Okay. Playing it cool. It's a cool cat right there. The interrogator proceeds very casually to ask him where he's from. Hawaii. He asks, or she asks him about his tattoos. What do they mean? He shows her he has head busta tattooed across his knuckles. Very okay. cool. That is very cool. Um, they joke around about that, about a few other tattoos he's got, and then he reveals a really shitty mushroom tattoo on his calf, covered in fresh scratches. Oh, no. When she asks about it, he says that he was tangled in some vines when he was on a walk. And this may be true. Who knows? Interrogator gets to business. She starts asking the real questions. He says he has no idea why he's here. That Charlie woke him up uh, that morning and that there was a cop and they brought him here. He didn't ask any questions. He just wants all of this to be over. Okay. When the interrogator reveals that she'd heard something about an altercation at the house, Roach gets visibly nervous and he says he doesn't know much that some kid came over, Seth or something, <laughs> who got shot or whatever. <laughs> oh. He, he air quoted, got shot or whatever, is how he phrased it. Okay. Thought that was very interesting. Yeah. Interesting choice. I like that. Now let's jump over to Charlie. Charlie is nervous right out of the gate. She explains that Amber had asked Seth, Seth to meet them on a street corner somewhere that night around 9.30, hoping to work things out, potentially get back together. Let's skip over to Amber for a bit. Before you do that, Seth is the 15-year-old? Yes, he is the one who's missing. Okay. We're good. Now we're going to jump over to Amber. We'll jump back and forth between them. Amber, she has her mom present in her interview. She, too, seems very nervous. She is first asked about her relationship with Seth. She says... It was not a good one. That she and Seth fought constantly, that he was abusive toward her, and that he fooled around with her, or fooled around with other girls while the two of them were together. Oh, he fooled around on her. On her is what I meant to say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she explains that 
that day, Sunday, that they both wanted to talk things out, put an end to the drama between them, she says, and be friends, but only friends. The text messages between them tell a slightly different story. In them, Amber reaches out to him about meeting up. She says she wants to work things out, explains that Charlie is with her for moral support, but she asks him, please don't tell anyone that we're, that they're meeting up, that she doesn't want anyone to know that they're wanting to date again until they talk it out. Okay. Seth responds that if she has him jumped right now, he'll never speak to her again. That's fair. Seeming to understand what could possibly be happening. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. She reassures him. It's not like that. That she just wants back what they had. Amber and Charlie say that he got a call from his mom as they were in the middle of trying to talk things out on the street. That he argued with his mother over the phone for a while before simply storming off, saying that he wasn't in the mood to have this talk right now. Um, But he did show up at Charlie's house about an hour after. Okay. Amber and Charlie both say that after talking for a bit in the living room, Kyle runs in and hits Seth out of nowhere. They both run into the bathroom to hide because obviously a fight is ensuing. They heard... They say they heard Mike's bedroom door slam open and then gunshots. Shots. Shots. Amber says that Kyle, she overheard him say, what did you just do? Charlie says Mike had shot Seth and shouted at the two of them, she and Amber, gun in hand, that if they said anything, he would fucking kill them. Okay. They clearly didn't listen. No, they did. We'll get to that. Well, if you recall, they wouldn't be talking to the cops right now if Kyle hadn't caved and talked to his mom. But it's a good thing that he did so because then all of this might still be a mystery. I would have never thought that a Kyle would be a fucking rat. She mentions, by the way, as she's crying, recalling that Mike, you know, came into the room, told them, don't talk to him, don't tell anybody about this, that he has the gun and he's waving it around and it was so scary and she starts to cry. She also mentions that Mike has allowed them to touch the gun before, so their fingerprints are probably on it because of that. Okay. She starts to sob. She's very upset. Okay. Both girls say that they stayed in Charlie's room until the morning, that they didn't see anything, and that in the morning, the house smelled of bleach. But there was nothing strange in sight, except for, of course, a missing bottle of bleach. I could be wrong, but I recall hearing or reading that bleach doesn't actually remove, like, the DNA evidence. Totally unsure. I did hear that, too, also. I feel like... Is it ammonia? Our that second works episode or ever, we might have talked about that. I don't know. Like girly chew and all of that. Bessie. No. <laughs> you, yeah. Even today, you have forgotten her name. Well, you just said it, and I was at a loss. Girly chew. It was Bessie and. Dyson Hassenkopf. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway. So Charlie says that she also noticed her shower door in her guest bathroom was removed. It was not broken, but just taken off of the tracks, kind of just propped up against the shower. Because it had holes in it? It did not. Oh, okay. Well, I saw a picture of it and I didn't notice anything and she didn't mention it, so I'm not sure. 
Either way, uh, Charlie talked about Mike making threats and then leaving. Amber says that he was still asleep in his room in the next morning. The next morning, so there's a little discrepancy between their stories. Another interrogator, she comes and gets Amber, separates her from Mom. Kyle is allowed to join Mom in the room. Up until now, the story is that everything happened very heat of the moment. Kyle walks into the room, and as soon as the doors close, seems to have no idea that there's a camera inside, and admits to Mom that he lied to her about everything and everything was planned. Planned Ah. ahead of time. Then he says to her, James is in on it too. James is his stepfather. Oh no. Oops. Now, thus far, everyone has said Roach was not present when all of this happened. So they separate Kyle again. They turn up the heat on the interrogation. They tell him that this is his only chance to man up, that they cannot help him if he does not do this. Kyle admits that Mike had snorted pills that day, that he got real wired. Someone mentioned Seth's name, and that's all it took for Mike to say that he wanted to kill him, you guys down. Kyle says that you guys was himself, Amber, Charlie, and Roach. Oh, so Roach was there. That Roach was present. Okay. Amber, now being interrogated alone, lets investigators know that Mike proposed that she lure Seth by pretending she wanted to mend things, and she agreed. So Kyle, he shares that he caught Seth in bed with his girlfriend at one point and that he absolutely hated him. He says he wanted Seth dead, but that he didn't want to kill him. He says that Amber wanted the same and that Mike said that he would take care of everything if they just lured him there. He also says that everyone being interrogated uh, was present when this was proposed and that every single one of them agreed. Then he walks through exactly what happened. Okay. Step by step. Okay, hit me. Seth comes over to the house after having the argument with his mom. He sits in the living room and begins to speak to Amber. Kyle did run out and hit him over the head with a stick. He says, quote, broke it three times on him. Seth stood up, but then Roach ran out, also armed with a stick, and attacked him. Okay. Then Mike entered with a black twenty-two revolver and shot Seth twice. Seth attempted to escape out the front door, but Mike followed right behind him and shot him several more times. Oh, wow. Kyle, he breaks and shouts at Mike, stop, and that he should let Seth go. However, the chase continued. Oh, it's too late now. Right. Roach tackles Seth, puts him in a chokehold on the ground, and Mike shoots him in the head. Mike shouts at Kyle to help lift Seth, and Kyle notices Seth is still alive. So Kyle says that he and Mike take Seth inside. Uh, They lay him on the ground inside the house, and that Roach takes him to the bathtub in the guest bathroom. Meanwhile, that is when Mike um, goes into the room where the girls are hiding and threatens to kill them if they say anything. When asked if he helped put Seth in the tub, Roach explains that he only grabbed a little piece of him, but he did leave shortly after that. Okay. Just a little piece. It was just a little piece. No biggie. Kyle says that Seth is lying in the tub as Mike continues to beat him and shoot him. He's shooting him again? In the tub. Okay. Until Seth is clearly dead. Kyle says 
that he grabbed Mike and pulled him away. He said, listen, you need to stop this right now because he just couldn't take it anymore. He was in a panic. Mike breaks free, runs back into the bathroom and proceeds to break Seth's legs at the knee. He says that um, they decided to stash the gun in the vents inside the house and made the decision to burn everything out back. So Roach finally admits that the scratches on his leg are from looking for firewood in the forest behind the trailer. Okay. Mike hogties Seth, puts him into a bag. Roach says that Mike and Kyle brought Seth out to the yard. The interrogator, though, says that everyone else said that he and Mike brought Seth into the yard. Roach then says that he, quote, just, like, dragged him a little bit. Oh. But mostly it was Mike and Kyle. Okay. Mike instructs Kyle and Roach to get two car tires that were sitting in the front yard because... Because? Sure. He says that the smell of the burning rubber will cover the smell of the body burning. That's probably true. Meanwhile, Mike continues to beat Seth's corpse with a shovel. Roach stands watch over the fire the rest of the night until the body is burned up. Next morning, the guys go out to gather up whatever remains. Kyle says that... Mike began to pluck teeth out of Seth's skull. He says he pulled out Seth's tongue and played with it before putting Seth's parts and ashes into paint buckets. He filled up five. He then takes them to a quarry in a place called Ocala, and he leaves them. That's as much as Kyle claims to know. Now for Mike, because he was found eventually. Okay. And they did hear versions of this story from Kyle and also from Roach. Amber's stepdad, James, drove him to the quarry to get rid of these remains. Um, And he was arrested, so it really seemed like he understood what had just happened and decided to help him cover it up. Um, They attached cinder blocks to the buckets and tossed them into the river there. Okay. Afterwards... Uh, Mike calls his girlfriend's dad a different man named James. Two Jameses? There are two Jameses. (laughs) This James takes him away to help him lay low. He does not give him any story, just tells him he needs help. James doesn't ask questions. He seems to like Mike. Okay. Um, And he did not have any of the story. So Mike eventually admits part of the story to... James's girlfriend confesses things to her. I'm really not sure why. She is absolutely horrified hearing him tell even part of the story. With not stepdad James, cool James. Yeah. Cool James, who has no idea what's going on. He tells cool James's girlfriend. Yes. And much older lady. Why? I don't know. She seemed really sweet. Maybe it was that. So he confesses to her. She convinces him to tell Cool James. Cool James convinces Mike to tell the police. And does he? And he does. Goddamn. That is the end of this story. Dude, Seth got slaughtered. Mm -hmm. That's terrible. Yeah. Really wild. When this happened, you said 2010? 2010 was when they dated. April 2011 was when all of this happened. April 2011. So do you know, like, convictions and shit? No, uh, a lot of my research was focused on all the details of the investigation and stuff and, like, the, like, interrogations. So I didn't really get to the trials. I'll look that up. But 
in the interrogations, after all of their interviews were finished, an interrogator did come in to talk to all four of them all at once, because remember, Mike wasn't there. It was just Amber, Charlie, Kyle, and Roach. So an interrogator comes in, let them, oh no, Roach, well, anyway, an interrogator lets them all know that they're all going to be charged with premeditated first degree murder. Ooh. Every single one of them. They're all getting first degree? The girls are devastated and start arguing. Where are they? What state? Florida. I mean, I know they have the death penalty, but I don't know that that would... I have no idea. A bad... So, yeah, she lets them know that's what's going to happen. And the girls start arguing. um, Like, well, not Amber. Amber doesn't argue, but Charlie starts arguing because she's not a minor. Oh, fuck. She starts arguing that she had nothing to do with it. But in her interview, she admitted to knowing about everything and helped helped Amber lure him to the house. Yikes. So she's culpable. She is fully involved. Yikes. Well, that'll be be very juicy to read about. I'm very excited. You said this is Florida. 2011. That's exciting. I will find all of that. (laughs) (laughs) No, you won't. You'll completely forget about it before. No, I always look at these notes. I never look at my notes. <laughs> <laughs> I make all these awesome notes and nothing ever happens with them. They're gone. <laughs> Do you remember when you used to, we used to get like, I'm glad we don't anymore because God, that was a like nightmare to edit. But we used to get super hammered, like really hammered. And you would write notes down. But I have no idea what I said. But we would like read them the next time. Because for some it, reason. It was like gibberish. My My drunk ass was like. I can just write shorthand. It's fine. <laughs> and so like, it would be like floor murder convict who, when, <laughs> and like when I was drunk, I was all, oh, I'll know it. And then obviously I have no idea what the fuck I you wrote. Know, drunk Jacob is way too confident. Very confident. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude, that's wild. Pretty brutal. That's wild. So odds are they're all probably sitting in prison currently. So I actually, I mean, yeah, probably. That's 12 years? 12 years ago? Mm-hmm. Roach was really devastated, by the way, at learning that he was going to be charged with first-degree premeditated Well, he murder. barely did anything. He only drug him a little bit. He did a little drag. Put him in a small chokehold. It was barely, he barely touched him. They were just messing around. Just goofing, you know? Oh, it's, I mean, come on, you know? Roach. His response, by the way, yeah, is he was like, well, I really wanted to join the military and fix my life, but that's fucked now. Yeah. <laughs> and the interrogator was like, shut up. No, you don't. Thanks, cop. You just <laughs> ruined everything. <laughs> She's like, yeah, that's not my problem. Why did you investigate <laughs> this? You just ruined my life. Mm-hmm. Amber. Um, in the because they still it's like none of them have any idea that there's cameras and microphones in there, but and I mean they're kids so uh, okay. Everyone has seen fucking Law and Order or CSI. Not them. Criminal Minds. Uh uh-uh. And CIS. Nope. Like there are so many of these shows. There's no way they have not seen them. And even they if didn't. it's not all true, you should assume that it is. None of them. They were in such a panic. 
either they never knew or they were in such a panic. None of them even thought about that. So Amber starts talking about how, like, she's like, do you have any idea how many people are going to hate us after this? Everybody. Everybody. Everybody's going to hate you. She was like, because we're people who killed a 15 year old boy. She's like, I, I don't even like people like that. And now I am one of those people. Yeah. It's like, why didn't you think about that before? Yeah. Why are you thinking about it now? Why didn't you just jump him? You know? Why didn't you just jump him? <laughs> like, like he would have learned his lesson or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think the guy fucked up at all, but I don't have the whole story. So Maybe he deserved a jumping. They're all trying. So not there, not all of them, but the girls, Charlie especially, were trying to argue by the end of it. I didn't get to the trial. I have no idea if she stuck with this, but her main argument was that she and Amber both argued that they were afraid of Mike because he was all hopped up on whatever pills you snort. I have no idea. Um, Look, I doubt the girls are going to get all that much because, yes, they lured, but they everyone states that they weren't even there when the murder went down. They didn't do anything with that. They did not do anything with disposing of the body. They're not going to get first-degree murder. Not sure. It's also Florida. They're way more heavy handed about that stuff than people think. Oh, no. Florida is literally the same as Texas. But I don't think a lot of people think just with more gators. There are way more alligators there. Way more gators in Florida. Yeah. 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 Um, But yeah, she like their argument was that they were afraid of Mike, that, you know, he got all, you know, hopped up on stuff and that he he was was just he he was wild. You know, he got a taste of the juice and he just needed more. Mm-hmm. Mm. And they said they did it because they were worried for their own safety. But I mean, it was a plan that was enacted like the day before. I mean, they right. talked to it preempt talked about it preemptively and then separated at some point. Like you could have just not done it or gone to the cops before that all that happened. Yeah. Yikes. For sure. You should spin the wheel now. I will. A celebrity throws something into the crowd and you catch it. Who is the celebrity and what was thrown? Gordon Ramsay. What's that thing he makes on the on the show all the time? On, uh, was it called? Iron Chef or? Kitchen Nightmare? Kitchen, no, 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 it's the no. other one. It's the chef competition. Uh, yes. Uh. What's the? Oh, he throw me a beef Wellington. Because yeah. <laughs> every time I see it, I want to try it so bad. That's what he. Would I mean, do. it looks pretty good, right? It looks, it looks really like tasty. it looks like like a juicy ass steak, like wrapped in like a croissant or something. Mm-hmm. Like, like just crunchy bread on the outside, yeah. and then it's like so nice and juicy on, in there. And he puts the juice on it. Hell's Kitchen. Hell's Kitchen. Hell's Kitchen. Oh, they need to bring it back. I love that show. Oh, it was so much fun. He was so mean. So mean. Do you remember when like out of nowhere he got like he fucking snapped at the his lackey, the like the French waiter guy? Oh yeah, like fucking Giuseppe or whatever his <laughs> name whatever. was. Was he Italian? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, he got like so pissed off at him because he was like flirting with someone at a table and he like just humiliated him in front of everybody. <laughs> yeah. Put him in his place. Uh-huh. It was unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I liked it though. Cause it was like reassuring that like absolutely no one is immune. Like he's not picking on just the chefs to be a dick. 
It's, you know, it's, you're, if you're fucking up, everyone gets it. Well, no, it like, he would like scream at the chefs. Then like the, the waiter would come back with like something like, oh, the, they turned it back or whatever. And the waiter would be like sad or like crying or whatever. Cause they just got yelled at. And he'd be like, no, 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 darling. It's okay. Like, don't worry about this. It's okay. And then he would go scream at the person that <laughs> complained, <laughs> that complained, kick them out and then, and then take their bad food back. Right. Cause it was bad take it back to the chefs and be like, Oh, you fucking idiots. Like <laughs> you've done this. And like, you know, the waiters crying. He's like, no, 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 my darling. It's okay. It's okay. Like he loved waiters. <laughs> well, it was also like, he was nice. To I've, his waiters. I've seen him. I've seen, had a situation before where someone actually did make the food well, but someone like one of the people who ordered, remember that they came to like the edge of the set yeah, yeah. and started complaining about the food. And it was like, I asked for, I risotto and I didn't know it was rice or like something really retarded. Yeah. <laughs> and he got on her ass and told her that. Yeah. He chewed her out right there. <laughs> told her to sit her fat ass like, down and eat his that food. Was, that was dangerous. That was a <laughs> dangerous game, Gordon. And then he turned to the chef who made it and he's like, it's okay, darling. It's all right. You did one beautiful job. Beautiful. <laughs> um, For me, I'm imagining it's going to be like the year 2040 when this happens really long time from now that's 17 years lana del rey is circling the drain you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah she's she's circling the drain Uh, she's probably gonna be in in 17 years she'll probably be like i don't know 50 she's circling the drain already yeah maybe she's like 55 60 i don't know i don't know what she is no she's circling the drain you know that all that smoking and drinking and All drug use sex, is going to catch up. Cocaine. It's going to catch up to her. Right? Dude, I don't know. Mick Jagger's still alive. But dude. No, he's hold on. Just listen. So Ozzy Osbourne is still alive. Somehow. That's all I'm saying. That blows my mind, by the way. <laughs> it's really blows crazy. my mind. Uh, anyway, I think it's because Sharon's got him on some sort of vegan shit. Um, <laughs> she's probably saved his life. Anyway, uh, so Lana's on stage, right? She's like crippled, but she's still like, she's wearing like a bikini, right? Cause she's still like kind of got it, even though she's like almost dead now, you know? Okay. And then like at the end of the show, right? Obviously I'm there, right? I still support Lana, love Lana. She takes off her wig, right? Cause she's just got no hair left. She looks like, <laughs> she's she looks like, though. she looks like the, the red woman, the red witch in Game of Thrones uh-huh. when she takes off her necklace and becomes mm-hmm. this like wrinkly old woman. <laughs> That's how Lana looks. She takes off her wig and she throws it and I catch it. Okay. Right? And inside the wig is like a pack of cigarettes, uh, maybe like a picture you, of like- A couple ounces of cocaine. Yeah. Like like a picture, uh, like a sweat. I mean, like it, it's, you can tell there's so much sweat on it, right? Of like James Dean for whatever reason. Okay. You know? Yeah. And I don't know, probably crumpled, some drugs. Crumpled pair of panties or something. Yeah, probably some drugs. Drugs for sure. Definitely. You know? Yeah. A French fry. Where does that come from? You know, oh, her ticket, her her latest ticket to fucking Coney Island. Yeah, she yeah. loves Coney Island. You weirdly think really highly of Lana, but also really little of Lana. I mean, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you get it. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> you get it. Yeah. Anyway, that's what I'm catching. I'm catching her wig, and it smells terrible, but I'll cherish it forever. Brandon. And then when she dies, I'm gonna sell it, and I'm gonna make hundreds of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> It's Lana. People will be simping over her her entire life. It doesn't matter what she looks like or what's going on. It's true. 
All right. Well, if you liked what you heard, please like, rate, subscribe, and share this podcast. You can share it with anyone who loves or hates Lana Del Rey. Probably loves. I can't think of anyone who hates her. I know. You can share it with anyone uh, named Seth. Uh, R.I.P., buddy. Um, Maybe you want to share it with a a cool James, right? Maybe you know a cool James out there. Sure, sure, sure. Um, Anyone who's played baseball. Sure. Anyone who... Um, likes Lord of the Rings and imagines which one is the most fuckable because we talked about that today. Yeah, go for which, it. Which, by the way, everyone, everyone who watched Lord of the Rings, oh, was I thought you were like, saying like everyone is fuckable. No, well, I was like, that is wrong. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. Can you think of someone who's not except for Gollum? Saruman. You would not fuck like fucking 89-year-old Christopher Lee, Jessica. No. No. Moving on. Please visit our website, threeshotsin.com. You'll find so many amazing links that I'm sure are there right now waiting for you. (laughs) Meaning they're not right now, but like probably by the time you hear this, they will be. That's right. You'll find a link to our PayPal. Our internet tip jar, if you will. But there's also a link to our Patreon. Yes. That one, that's, that's the love that keeps on giving. That's right. That is the herpes of the three shots in. You can always count on it. Get your herp on. Mm. Join us on Patreon. Oh my mm. God. That's our slogan. Let's do that. What? We'll just say that every single time. What? Get your herp on? <laughs> <laughs> Get your herp on on Patreon. Is that what our our fans are called? Herps? herps. <laughs> <laughs> Join us there. We have a lot of extra content there for you. And... Three Shot Cinema, that is our secret patron-only podcast where we watch horror films and we walk you through them three shots in style. And I've been inviting people to do this. No one has taken us up on it yet, probably because we're so... They're just, just too intimidating. Really intimidating, yeah. you know, really cool. And everyone, you know, doesn't want to be put on the spot. You know, what if you say something stupid? But just reach out to us anyway and um, let us know what you think. Watch the movie ahead of time and let us know if you liked it. We're about to watch Evil Dead Rise. We are. We'll watch it this week, record it this week, and probably get it posted this week because we really don't edit the thing. You know, we just kind of... Yeah, it kind of just... Put it up. You know, it writes itself. It goes right up. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, also, on our website are the links to all of our sponsors. You can find them there, and I highly suggest that you click those links and, you know, spend some cash, some cash money. Yeah, or just click on them. Just, oh. like, at least that. Yeah. It helps us out. Yeah, it does. So do it. Anyway, we love you guys and we'll see you next time. What will the topic be? We haven't decided. One word. Go. Oh. Salam. Did you just say salam? Uh, no. Okay. (laughs) Meat. (laughs) that's a fun one meat let's do that love it all right it's been decided we'll be talking about meat love you guys Bye. bye what do you think the brits call meat What's up, herps? <laughs> <laughs>